Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. Uh, this is going to be my video about the hard light is a problem. I know people aren't going to be happy about this video because they might be enjoying the weapon right now. Let me make my case. I'm not going to call for really, really strong nerfs. One minor tweak I think might help out significantly. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. I'm usually live streaming when these hit the feeds. If you're wanting to listen to these as podcast episodes, you can search for SNTR Presents on all of the platforms that do podcasts if you're on youtube like share subscribe the little bell button putting in a comment all those things help me out so i'm going to be talking about more than just the hard light i do think people are going to run to a couple cliche defenses of everybody always complains about weapons we finally have a strong weapon and everybody's crying for nerfs this is more than just a strong weapon this conversation is larger than that And I think anybody who's sort of looking at the numbers and the trends in the Crucible, even outside of Trials, are likely to see uh, the the nature of the weapon is sort of overtaking the Crucible right now. So first I want to talk about auto rifles. I'm a fan of auto rifles. I've always been sort of nervous about folks wanting auto rifle buffs. It seems like Bungie was sort of hesitant to do auto rifle buffs. One of the reasons being they're, they're low entry point weapons. Then I want to talk about how the hard light is a bloated weapon. It's a bloated weapon. It's got almost way too much going for it. And I think that's part of the problem. And then I want to end by making some suggestions. Okay, I'm going to make some suggestions. And I know folks are going to make a couple of cliche responses that I'm going to address right now. Stop asking for nerfs, buff the other weapons. Completely unhelpful and not addressing the real issues of the weapon. It's not about the weapon being strong. It's about all the utility that it has. And some of that comes from the fact that they made multiple adjustments at the same time. Another cliche response is, people always cry about nerf. Once this gets nerfed, people will cry about something else. I do know that people are in a bad habit of calling for nerfs on virtually anything that's strong. Bear in mind, all last season, I pushed back a lot against that. People were like, pulse rifles, Jotun, shoulder charge, shotguns, spare rations, basically anything that killed them they complained about. And I pushed back against that. I said, you know what? There's a lot of diversity in the meta right now. There is some cheesy one-hit kill things that I feel that they address with tracking on shoulder charge and handheld supernova getting some adjustments. But by and large, I felt like there was a lot of variety in the meta, and I didn't call for any nerfs last season on anything. I said there seems to be a lot of different things that you can use. In this case, though, if you look at the numbers and the trends, I believe you're just sort of putting your head in the sand, and you're in denial about this weapon being worse than any other sort of dominating weapon in the Crucible that we've ever had. So just look at the stats and the numbers, and it's really hard not to see that there is a significant problem going on right now. So, But let's first, let's talk about auto rifles. Auto rifles are finally having their day in the sun. They're finally in the crucible. You know, not since the doctrine have they really had their day after years of sort of sitting on the sidelines. And I love that. I'm a fan of auto rifles. When this came up in the past, I always said auto rifles are dangerous. If you remember the recluse, a low entry point spam weapon that suddenly was really, really strong, it created some problems in the crucible. If you suddenly buff auto rifles, you could be in a very, very similar situation. They're low entry point weapons. They're more spam and it can kind of create a call of duty effect in the game where everything seems spammy and very low TTK, low time to kill and and very spam heavy weapons. So I believe that auto rifles are challenging to bring into the fold and not create a lot of problems in the crucible. I think being that it's one of the more challenging weapon types to buff, this is an example of why the hard light suddenly becomes an outlier. It's got way too many boxes checked that gives it so much strength and power. That's landing on top of the auto rifle buff. So keep in mind, 
I don't think auto rifles are the problem. I don't think Suros Regime is a problem. I think Suros Regime is contextually powerful. It can be mitigated and avoided if someone's using it and you understand how they're using it and why they're killing you quickly. It's just like somebody who's slide shotgunning on you. You have to adjust your strategy and map placement in response to somebody using Suros. Hardlight has so many things at its disposal that are almost impossible to mitigate or avoid because of the nature of it being sort of a bloated weapon, which is the second part of the video. I'm not quite there yet. Yet, though to me when you have a low entry floor that is spam and shrinking skill gap that poses a problem in the crucible especially when trials of osiris just landed trials of osiris literally just landed in the game and you have something that is shrinking skill gap increasing spam in the crucible and it's very low entry and tons of people have it it's not like when folks were complaining about the recluse at least you had to kind of go earn the recluse the recluse wasn't dominating the crucible it didn't take over the crucible the hard light is virtually owned by everybody i mean by now you've probably bought it from zero i don't know how many times i think at least twice so let's talk about why it's a bloated weapon okay a lot of people are going to say look lono the gun's been in the game all this time why is it suddenly a problem it's had ricochet damage all this time why is it suddenly a problem well there's a handful of things that took place leading to this moment okay first and foremost the gun as a whole i think has some design problems for the crucible number one no damage drop off that's a problem for a weapon that also has almost no visible recoil and they remove screen shake so they turned a weapon with no damage drop off with a giant mag into a laser beam like no pun intended and so it's essentially becoming almost like a pulse rifle and a scout rifle sort of dominating at range no damage drop off on top of that it gets double damage on ricochet which to me is nonsensical you're rewarding people for just shooting a wall and and because of its large magazine they can just sort of move back and forth there's no skill involved there you're just kind of scanning the room and you're creating two things easy damage and map control from something that requires zero skill thorn does give passive map control. You put that poison on somebody, it's going to slow their recovery. They're going to have to like maybe stay out of a lane, maybe duck into a room a little bit longer than they ordinarily would. But at least with the thorn, you have to hit your shots. You don't even have to hit your shots with this, and you get automatic map control by spamming a wall, a high rate of fire, and you're getting double damage. You do not deserve a damage buff for shooting a wall. This is not a trick shot. This is not a skill-oriented thing that you're doing. If you think about other weapons in the Crucible that are very, very quick TTK, they have laden within them risk and reward. Snipers, there's a glint that gives away what you're doing. You have to hold the lane. Somebody might anti-snipe you if they're a better sniper than you. Shotguns, you have to close space. You have to overextend. You have to expose yourself to damage. And you're and you're basically maybe going to lose the shotgun fight. All of those fast TTK weapons have within them intrinsic risk and reward. Hardlight doesn't really have intrinsic risk reward. People are like, well, it gives away their position. Do you really need to have somebody giving away their position? Radar reach is absurd. The maps are very, very strong. You don't need a hardlight to know where someone is. This is not a stealthy game. You're not suddenly benefiting and getting lots of information that's valuable to you because someone's spamming hardlight. It giving away their position is not at all an intrinsic risk and reward system. So, when we think about all these things, they also landed on top of an AR buff. So they made multiple changes. They did an AR buff, they removed the screen shake, and all of that happens, and underneath all of that is a very, very strong weapon that emerges as a god-tier weapon in the current meta. I will concede that Anomaly made things much worse. Small map, lots of angles, tiny rooms. But this is everywhere. This is not just a Trials problem. This is in all of Crucible. 
more than likely Iron Banner is going to be a lot of complaints about this. The complaints about Hardlight will likely rise this week because of Iron Banner usually causing a surge of interest in Crucible, and that weapon's going to be everywhere. It already is. Bungie created a monster that honestly I think rivals the Vanilla Thorn if you remember that back in the days of Vanilla Thorn this is rivaling Vanilla Thorn I'm just going to throw some numbers at you and again you can't ignore these numbers you can't be like oh it was the map oh it's fine this is not a problem Hardlight got 8 million kills in trials over the weekend if you add up the Mindbenders the Astral Horizon and the Dust Rock Blues three weapons three shotguns it, all three of those barely pass it by like one and a half million so as a, one weapon is almost rivaling an entire weapon type it's no secret that shotguns were going to get high kills on anomaly that shouldn't surprise anyone there's nothing even close to it the next primary is the Suros with about two million one fourth of what you're seeing from Hardlight. This is an absolute and undeniable outlier. One of the most extreme outliers we've probably ever seen within weapon usage in the Crucible. I was hesitant to make this video a week ago because I thought, let's just wait and see. It could just be folks farming the bottom half of the card and it's a really easy to use weapon. So they're getting in a lot of easy peasy Call of Duty style shootouts. This weapon is an absolute and undeniable outlier. It's a problem. And I believe Bungie needs to address it quickly you're going to drive people away ironically enough the passages in trials the coins the bounties and these low entry floor weapons that are strong now Suros and Hardlight I think the irony here is it will drive mid lanes and, and casuals away why the only people who can really overcome the absurdity of this weapon are really high skilled players that again is clear evidence that the thing is overpowered and broken because you have to play at the level of the top tier players to really consistently overcome this weapon. Therefore, I believe the irony and the betrayal here is something that's meant for casuals to enjoy will likely drive them away from the game. I believe this will hurt engagement for PvP if it's not checked very quickly. Here are my suggestions. If you remember the One-Eyed Mask, the One-Eyed Mask had things done to it over time piece by piece. They didn't just destroy the thing. By the way, they didn't destroy it either now that they've made adjustments to it. I got a great top 10 clip for my top 10 trial segment on split screen that will prove the One-Eyed Mask is still a top shelf exotic. It's very, very strong in the right circumstances. My suggestion is don't kill it. Don't kill the hard light. Don't bring back screen shake. That's dumb. That's not going to do anything but make the gun unenjoyable to use, which is not the answer. I think ricochet damage should do the inverse of what it's doing now. It should not double the damage that you're doing. It should actually cut the damage in half. So if I'm getting peppered by ricochet bullets, it's like, oh crap, this guy's getting some map control. He's affecting my recovery, but he's not melting me. And so it retains that property. That's an exotic property that it should retain. It can also change its element for PvE. It can also get zero damage drop-off. It's a god-tier weapon in the right circumstances. It's great for mitigating match game. So it's still an exotic. Ricochet damage should be cutting your damage in half. It is an, it is an inferior form of shooting. It should not give you increased damage. It could, should do the exact opposite. It would still retain its value of map control. And I think would likely lower some of the spam, but then give you the option of this guy's peppering me around the corner. I got to get out of here right now. If somebody's peppering around you around the corner and they manage to hit a couple shots with it, it's double damage. You're absolute almost immediately, or you might even be dead. So I think they should just do that. That's all they should do. That's the first thing they should do. 
I might consider a little increase in recoil, maybe more recoil the longer that you're shooting it, like an increase. And what that would do is that would spread the shots as it travels. So you could maintain the no damage drop off, but a slight spread in the recoil as you're shooting it longer would make the gun's efficacy go down. Again, minimizing spam power, minimizing spam choice. You wouldn't just want to spray it across a room because the recoil would slowly increase and spread over time, thus mitigating some of the damage drop-off because there is none. And then also, if it's hitting walls and losing damage, that as well would minimize some of the efficacy of spam. It's not that the weapon is is needs to be destroyed. We need to minimize how efficient it is to just hold the button down and spam. I believe these two changes, a slight increase in recoil, especially over time of shooting it, and damage getting actually lowered on on Ricochet instead. Now, people are like, well, that's going to ruin it in PvE. I'll be honest. I don't want anybody running this stupid thing in PvE and shooting at the ground or the walls. There's too much junk on the ground. It interferes with your, your Ricochet. Most people are running it in PvE because they can change the element, and it's a great way to get around match game. I believe, like One-Eyed Mask, they could take some small adjustments to this weapon. It would still be dominant. It would still be strong. It would still be enjoyable. And if people start pivoting to the Suros, that's okay strong auto rifles in the game right now if you look at the Suros with like about a 2 million representation and then the spare rations with about a million kills over the weekend that kind of makes sense, Suros is more accessible lots of people have bought it from Zur, spare rations is actually really hard to farm, it's a really inefficient farm, and so that to me, I feel like Suros is in an okay spot, it can be mitigated, you can play different when you know somebody's using spinning up against you just like somebody slides shotgunning you, you're going to play a little bit different, you're going to play a little bit more passive you're going to draw back on that person, you're going to take away their efficiency with the Suros I believe just these two changes to the hard light would make some significant changes and in the weapon spam and, and frustrating you know, levels of saturation and, and lethality on the maps, and I think they need to do this as soon as it's even reasonably possible for them to do. This is going to be damaging to Trials and the Crucible experience, and subsequently, maybe damage the player base numbers at large. So, uh, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my video about the hard light being a problem. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. I am usually live streaming when these hit the feeds. Come on in and join the live show. If you're trying to listen to these as podcasts, you can look up SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms. If you're enjoying the content on YouTube, hitting like, share, subscribe, the little bell button, leaving a comment. All these things support my content if you're enjoying it on a regular basis. I appreciate those that do those things. Uh, is a reason with the first question. Do you think Bungie should stop giving all those great seasonal mods to a particular weapon? Enhanced targeting, reload, unflinching, really push hard light to an even higher level. I don't think we want to use the hard light as some form of an indictment against them doing that on the, on the, the artifact. The artifact giving you low energy cost reload mods, unflinching mods, the, you know, those sorts of things. I don't want to look at the I don't want to look at that and suddenly be like, "Well, this is a problem because of hard light." I don't necessarily agree. I mean, enhanced enhanced small arms. That's great. That pairs really well with what's going on this season. Hand cannon sidearms, SMGs. These are all guns uh, and well, bows aren't. Uh, these are all weapons that are that are that are over here, right? It make it makes sense, and so and the, and the shotgun one makes sense because you know the fourth horseman showed up. So I don't want to indict this lane because of the hard light. I think that would be a problem. Hard light is an issue, and I think hard light needs addressed. But hard light, 
you can't suddenly use hard light as the example of like, yeah, this gun here, now we need to make changes to the artifact. I don't think that's a good way of making decisions in, in what needs adjusted and tweaked. Address hard light first, and, you know, the reload is certainly playing a part, but it's it's not the number one offender. Reflection damage, no recoil, no damage drop-off, fire rate, 49 in the mag. Like, there's so many things that are certainly being slightly bolstered by an increase in reload speed, but that's not really the main issue with the gun. Dr. John, do you think the hard light needs a nerf in PvE as well? No, I don't think this is an issue in PvE. And I know people are like, well, I use the ricochet rounds, Lono. I shoot the ground in front of the enemies. It, maybe there's a way to do that. Maybe there's a way to nerf the ricochet damage against guardians and not against the you know the rest of the enemies. That might take a little bit more time. I, personally, I don't think that's needed. I think the the zero damage drop off, the absolutely undeniable like almost zero recoil. They got rid of screen shake. You can change the element on the fly. I I don't know. It's got plenty of things that still make it an exotic. I don't know. I think there's plenty of people that, yeah, sure, maybe they use the reflection rounds in PvE, but I think the primary draw to the weapon is the fact that you can change the elements on it. I don't know. That, to me, seems like a more, a stronger PvE draw than shooting the ground in front of the enemies. And the ground's inconsistent. There's all sorts of little physics and rocks and stuff. By the time you commit to doing that, you might as well just shoot the trash ads or the mobs or whatever just head on. I don't know. To me, you're going to shoot the ground and you're going to get a damage buff, but you're going to get inconsistent hits. That's why it kind of makes sense. It's like, well, you're getting a damage buff, but a lot of the rounds are going left, right, too high, too low, whatever. So the damage buff in PvE is like, nah, it's not that big of a deal. But when I can literally hit a flat wall and just go left to right and just like scan a hallway or a room, like some sort of, like I'm, it's like I'm throwing a turret on the wall. It's like you're remoting a turret. Like, yeah, put a turret over there. Just back and forth, left or right. That's the problem. Walls are typically very flat in the Crucible. And that's where the issue lies. It, you're, you're basically creating a, 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 a remote, really high damage turret that you can throw on a wall and prevent somebody from sitting in a room or holding a room. If the damage got halved, as in, here's how much damage it does when you shoot an enemy in the head or the body, and that damage gets cut in half after bouncing off of a wall... I think that would solve a lot of these issues. It would still grant it some level of map control and and sort of scanning a room or whatever or preventing somebody from recovering, but it wouldn't be creating the problematic situation that we're in right now where it's just absolutely dominating every every nook and cranny of the crucible. Nerf equals entitled response to getting melted by any item. Your statement is a intellectually bankrupt assertion that's not even engaging with the conversation. So I, I don't know what you're actually trying to state. KY Grizzy, would you agree that you aren't completely blame Bungie for how Hardlight is running rampant? After combing through a bunch of Reddit threads, it seems to me that these players who spam whatever is the meta j- enjoy doing it and will always and will always find a way to defend it. It seems these players don't want variety because they'll only want to play what's meta. I just don't think there's a reason to get into a finger-pointing contest here. It's like the third-person peeking that people are doing with emotes in the Crucible. There's no reason to call people scum or trash or garbage or saying you have no respect for them or it completely invalid it completely invalidates the integrity of the match and all this language is getting thrown around. It's just like talk to Bungie, right? 
talk to Bungie about 3P aiming. It's been around for a really long time, and I and you know and listen, people are doing it because hard scoping and sniping is a really really strong you know element in the game right now, and people are wanting to get around it. You can't blame players for doing something that's strong. And looking at the hard light, it's like, listen, I. I do think Bungie let this thing they should not have let this thing run rampant this should have been more reined in they should have been maybe a little bit more thoughtful about this but I think in their mind they wanted a casual entry point so that they had strong auto rifles and they did it and I think they just swung too hard if the hard light didn't exist right now we might be talking about the Suros but I think we could be having a more nuanced discussion about the Suros you can play in a way that responds to Suros and same with shotgun kills, right? You can, you can, you can play in a way that's responsive to people using that. It has over five million kills in trials. It's even higher than that. You're looking at outdated information. It has over eight million kills in trials. It there's three shotguns that rival it. The Dust Rock, the Astral Horizon, and the Mindbenders have about nine and a half million. It takes three shotguns on Anomaly to even pass this weapon. Three. Almost an entire weapon archetype. All shotguns, basically, because those are the most common ones you're going to see in Crucible. That's what it takes for this thing to even get unseated as the king. And I, I don't know. Like, I think Suros is more balanced because it's contextually strong, and you can make decisions to get away from it and engage at different ranges. You can't really do anything against a weapon that has literally no damage drop-off and gets double damage on a reflection shot. Like, what are you supposed to do against that? Oh, don't go in that room. Oh, that seems totally fair. They can deny me access to a room or a leverage point or a vantage point because they can shoot a wall? Like, what? Every other form of leveraging angles and denying people access to a room comes from risk reward pushing up peeking with a sniper using your towering barricade using your new barricade using a rift these are all things that if you use you can't get back for a long time or you use them at the risk of getting shot yourself the the, the hard light can do all of that it can leverage an angle and deny people access to an angle by holding down the button like it doesn't even it doesn't even line up to all the other combat aspects of the game the map rhythm the combat rhythm of these maps i i don't know you give away your position spraying like a madman i don't know why people keep saying that is finding somebody's position really hard is that really challenging for you radar reaches almost all the way across the anomaly center room you don't it's not like we're playing a stealth game we're not playing splinter cell you know where everybody is almost all the time like Come on, you you don't like. Oh man, good thing they're using hard light. We'd have no idea where these guys are. They're not giving you vital information by spamming. <laughs> you know where they are anyway. They're giving you information that you already have. You can either see them, you can look across the way, or you can push close enough for radar to ping. It's not giving you any vital information at all. That is another just such a weak response to this problem. E24 Nans. What are your thoughts on D1 raids compared to D2 raids? This is really off subject, so I'm going to give you like a brief like Cliff Notes answer. D1 raids were better for a variety of reasons. There was a spectrum of difficulty. There were better rewards. There were there were there was no revive token or timer. They were significantly better. Rather, the machine has some of the best value points a raid has ever had. You could run it more than three times and get a reward. It had an internal currency. It had extra chests for target farming. You could re-roll the armor. The armor had intrinsic perks that made the raid easier. The guns had unique perks that made them more uh, made them more appealing as a as a raid 
loot aspirational piece of content and the raids in destiny 2 lack almost all of those things revive timers are terrible and deny teams the opportunity to clutch in shorthand one of the worst decisions ever made in raid design the raid weapons have been a freaking snooze fest and the combat has been a lot of relay race and cheese and that's just really unfortunate i think the raids were significantly better in destiny 1 uh zero question raid design's beautiful and creative and awesome in destiny 2 but it's just a lot of pretty set pieces that don't in that don't actually result in fun engagements or truly challenging engagements and they rob players of really really enjoyable experiences shock reef looking forward with the addition of trials what do you think bungie could do to control the awful meta problem this game has been in hard light well i mean in general i think that the situation they're in now is one where a few minor changes to hard light would rein it in and probably not necessarily kill its usage but kill its efficacy we really just need to make changes so it's not so spammable and the spam has just such a high efficacy and lethality that's the general problem with it i don't care that people are using an auto rifle and getting kills i care about map rhythm and combat rhythm being completely upset by somebody holding a button down like it just doesn't it doesn't make for good com- it doesn't make for good combat sixes is a freaking train wreck it's a laser light show people are like oh it's fun like the prometheus lands yeah prometheus lens lasted a weekend for the laser light show it wasn't gonna last all season you want to do this all season be honest okay be honest stop all the the the, the pomp and circumstance about trying to shut down lono the nerf king do you want to do this all season is that really what you want you want to log into sixes and trials and see this for literally three months come on be reasonable i can't imagine anybody like oh yeah this is great this is exactly what i want you're gonna get sick of it in a couple weeks if you're not already sick of it i i can't and even if you think it's great and you're like, yeah, it's like Call of Duty with space magic. Okay, cool. You want to do this for three months. Good for you. You can't look at the facts and deny them. You can't look at the, the, the undeniable trend. This is the most anomalous weapon in the Crucible that Destiny 2 has ever had. The single most anomalous weapon. These are facts. This is not my opinion. This is just basic math. We've never had a weapon this anomalous in the, in the life of Destiny 2. Even the height of the recluse mountaintop frustration that weapon was not that anomalous that weapon combination was not that anomalous because it was difficult to get so it wasn't completely running rampant through the crucible it, it, it it's <laughs> it's it, i don't deny the numbers i deny the assertion that it's a problem well i'm not making assertions that it's a problem i'm arguing that it's a problem and nobody's dismantled my argumentation about you shouldn't be rewarding map control and giving double damage to somebody shooting a wall you shouldn't be allowing somebody to get passive ttk time that's as fast as something that's risk reward laden you shouldn't be giving somebody a weapon that literally is a bloated weapon with like five exotic perks those aren't assertions those are arguments dismantle them or you're the one just making assertions next question megan uh, Meganium is bay. Meganium is bay. Do you think some of the criticisms on Hardlight are a bit exaggerated? While Hardlight does have infinite range, it loses aim assist, and its accuracy blooms way out in pulse rifle range. I'm not sure what the answer is to fix Hardlight. Okay, so if its accuracy blooms at pulse range that's probably okay but that's not true it has almost no recoil it has no damage drop off so i don't agree with this assertion at all i think you could prove with a couple of videos from the gods that go into the crucible and do testing that this weapon has great accuracy at pulse rifle range um i don't know 
this this now now maybe you're playing on console but on pc this thing doesn't move it, it, it is a, it is a literal laser beam it doesn't move so maybe console it's a little bit harder to use against a pulse rifle if that's the case um that's how it should be like i, I you know what i'm saying if you're trying to shoot your hard light at somebody using a pulse rifle um and you're struggling i yep that's kind of how it should be i mean that's like saying well my sidearm can't compete with a hand cannon Uh uh-huh yep that's how it should be like that's balanced so i don't know you're on console yeah to me that's fine if that's the case if that's the case if you're struggling against pulse rifles with it on console that's exactly how it should be right again i'm not even really taking issue with the thing's efficacy at range because if somebody starts pinging with you pinging it on your head at range you've got time to get out you got time to move it's like okay okay this guy's peppering me it's the map control it's the double damage off of walls that's the main issue you're giving the gun more utility there's two lanes there's two lanes right here the gun is super lethal and strong at long range when you're shooting a player okay it's got that lane all right let's set that to the side i'm not even talking about that the gun also has utility that no other gun in the game has name another gun that has the a primary that has the utility of the hard light double damage off walls high fire rate 49 bullets in the mag what else in the game has that kind of map control and utility what the closest thing is going to be the thorn because you can put you put tags on somebody they have to hide and their recovery is stinted and slowed that's the only weapon that even comes close to this level of map control and you got to hit your shots which means you're in a shootout which means it's intrinsically laden with risk reward you're not just hiding in a corner yeah fighting lion that's not a primary and fighting lion can shoot one bullet at a time it it has again it has intrinsic restrictions placed on its ability to do map control and spam around a corner I mean okay it's a primary but it's not a primary come on you you can't argue that the the fighting lion is on equal footing as a primary as a hand cannon pulse rifle auto rifle It's, it's not a primary in that respect I know it is a primary, but it's not a primary. Come on. It's a, it's a single fire grenade launcher. You know what I mean when I say primary. Uh, c- you can technically say it's a primary. Okay, if it's a primary, go use it in primary shootouts. Go for it. G- 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 tell me how that goes for you. <laughs> and it's intrinsically restricted. Man, people can do damage around the corner with this weapon. Yeah, it's fine. It's got ammo limitations. It's got a fire rate limitation. It's got a reload limitation. Like... It has intrinsic limitations placed on it. Neon Jedi. Would it benefit players to have PvP-specific exotics based on purpose rather than pure DPS? Well, I mean, you're asking a question that doesn't really have uh, uh, any footing in the game right now. They haven't separated the sandboxes because they can't. And if they start creating weapons like this there would still be weapons in the game that are DPS oriented that people would flock to. Okay. If well, and think about it, there's already weapon purpose in the game right now. You can, you can use a sniper rifle to maintain control and close angles and close approaches, right? You can do that. We saw Frostbolt doing that. He was, he would check ramp and then he would check, uh, it wasn't generator. It's the other one. I always forget the one off a cave. You go from generator to cave through that tunnel. I forget what the name of that approach is. Is it catwalk? No, he's on catwalk. He would check ramp and then he would go left and look at the other door. Okay. Now when he's doing that, 
he's shutting down approaches because he's either going to body or kill somebody that tries to peek that maybe table is that what it's called in any case he's shutting down those approaches while he's doing that Dragonov and glad were moving forward okay so he's using something that does have purpose the sniper has purpose it shuts down it shuts down some of those approaches and lanes and th- some of those choke points enabling other players to get closer now, when Glad and Dragonov are close to a certain door, let's say they move up on ramp, that is now a challenged choke point. That choke point is now challenged. If somebody's going to push through, it's going to be risky. They're going to get team shot. They're going to get shotgunned in the face. They might get prenated as they, you know, you read the radar. You can tell they're pushing boom, boom, wombo, and they're going to run through and take a ton of damage. So that's now a challenged choke point. He empowered his team to challenge choke point by using a sniper. The sniper has purpose in that regard. The sniper's laden and intrinsically restricted because your sniper glint, you have to stand still you know you're not like i mean i know they sidestep a little bit here and there but still it, it, it's it's laden with risk because the other team might have a really good sniper you know you watch you watch these high level guys play like when sonic lumi and, and vince played against panda and his team and uh you could see just like the fighting for angles they would take a quick shot they would leave take a quick shot and they would leave and again they're trying to limit a person's ability to leverage a position or a choke point with the sniper so i believe there's already weapons that do this shotguns do this like the minute you know somebody's close by like let let somebody like potato or lumi get close to you with their shotgun you just you don't want to be close to them you just sense the threat of that player like oh my gosh i got to get out of here and again it's a close range it's a close range weapon that sort of like it's almost like they have like this shield around them and wherever they can slide to and reach you don't want to be in that area of circumference and that bubble that bubble of their strength with the shotgun naturally pushes you back and sometimes allows them to control the flow of the map they push into a room they push to a choke point you know what they're doing you back up they're now in a better position of power they can push forward again the more they kind of push forward and pen you in and close off angles. It's like the example I gave where the goalie gets closer to the approaching person. Here's the goal. Here's the goalie. You break out and the goalie gets closer to you to close angles on the goal. They make it harder on you to hit the shot. It's the same thing in trials. You're continuing to push closer to the enemy to close off choke points, doors, and angles. And that's what both snipers and shotguns enable you to do at risk. There is risk involved with every one of those decisions. Try and shut down a choke point that Lil Sonic keeps peeking. You're probably not going to do it that many times. He's going to get you. He's a very good sniper, right? So that, but you, you trying to peek that door with your sniper comes at risk. But if you can sit back around the corner and just put shots on a wall and reflect shots in a room to keep him from being able to do that, you're taking no risk while you're giving away your position. He already knows where you are. You're not giving him vital information that he doesn't already have. It's like, it's like, hey, I'm over here in room one. We, we know that. We read the radar. What do you mean? We, we can see where you are. <laughs> like, you're not giving me any vital information. You're giving one weapon control with no risk, and the other weapons that require some control, whether it's Thorn, a shotgun push, or a snipe, all of those require risk. This one requires almost none. And it rewards you with way more than the other weapons. Like, the sniper not only is risky, he has to hit a headshot to kill you or a body shot to really you know, make you absolute. You can make somebody absolute by not even aiming. You're just like shooting a wall and kind of scanning. It happened to me multiple times yesterday. Like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm absolute. I got to get out of here. Like, and because the guy's shooting a wall. Like, this, 
this is one of the strangest arguments I think I've had. Like, I, I, I thought people were going to be like, oh my, I'm sick of this thing. Yes, please. They need to do something about it. I'm surprised that people are actually defending Hardlight. It, I, again, I shouldn't be surprised. I know people are nerf gun shy. Like, they don't want things to get nerfed. But I do feel like One-Eyed Mask and Recluse and Whisper are some of the more recent nerfs that have not completely destroyed those weapons. Lurking in the back. Do you think maybe reducing mag size or total ammo you get on spawn could be part of the solution because of less spam? The, okay, the general problem is it, you could cut the ammo in half right now down to 25. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. 25 bullets on a wall. I mean, that is a significant amount of time that somebody can't push that point or that room. And with the artifact giving enhanced auto rifle reloader for one energy, I don't think that's going to do much. The gun's utility has not been hampered. You've only made somebody reload a little bit more often. I again think a slight increase to recoil that maybe ramps up the longer you shoot it, right? Every 10 bullets, the recoil goes up. So as you're spraying it across the way, the cone on its recoil starts to spread, which starts to work against the lack of damage drop-off. And then when you shoot it at a wall, I don't think it should get double damage. I think it should do half of the normal damage of the weapon. The recluse is pretty terrible in crucible right now. I, I mean, that's that's debatable. I think plenty of people can still use it, but I think hand cannons have taken over, and so have shotguns, which have kind of made recluse lose its footing. I, but I don't think they nerfed the gun into the ground. I just think the meta gives recluse trouble so people are pivoting to stuff that's just a little bit more tried and true especially in 3v3 I told folks I said let's ignore hard light for a minute I said a lot of the things that are frustrating people in the crucible what pulse rifles um shoulder charge got nerfed as well handheld supernova got nerfed as well I don't think those things would have been that problematic because as soon as you get into a 3v3 elimination environment it slows everything down and what do people use sniper shotguns hand cannons it's more of a it's more of a uh precision go for the fastest TTK environment and the recluse is going to struggle in that environment I think you just have to it's not it's not getting traction where it previously did and I don't think it's because the weapon got nerfed into the ground I think it's because play flow is dictating kind of what's efficacious right now and recluse is just going to struggle against hand cannon snipers and shotguns Um, and think about it what did I say before Trials landed? I said, ah, the minute you get into 3v3 elimination, the game slows down, and those aggressive plays don't work as well. Recluse Mountaintop was all about aggression. Boom. Pre, you know, soften up with Mountaintop, followed up with Recluse. Soften up with Mountaintop, followed up with Recluse. That type of aggression can't get traction on a map where everyone's kind of, like, taking their time and being really, really methodical. Just enough. Do you think if they revert the time to kill of the hard light back to the previous patch, keeping everything else the same, would that work? Well, the problem is, is hard light benefited from the auto rifle buff. That's not what I'm setting my sights on. I think it's okay for auto rifles to be good. I think Bungie needs to be careful with them. I do, I, you know, people are already looking at the Suros being like, well, if they nerf hard light, Suros is next. I don't want to nerf the weapon's damage. All I'm t- like, think about it from this perspective. If you're angry at me for suggesting that they should lower the damage output of ricochet rounds off of a wall, you need to really consider what you're defending. You're not defending the weapon being strong in a gunfight. 
you're defending the weapon's ability to get free damage around a corner. We're not even having the same discussion. This is not a, oh, nerf the weapon, it's too strong. We're saying, this gun is doing something that, like, no other gun can do. And that that needs to be, like, what's addressed. I have yet to say the gun's too strong in a shootout. And you might be able to even make that argument with with, with the lack of damage drop-off, almost no recoil on PC, and the fire rate, and the recent auto-rifle buff. I'm not even going that route. I'm not. I'm not saying that the gun needs to be nerfed and made less strong. I'm saying its utility needs to be nerfed. It's just, its its utility is the issue. These are, these are two different discussions to have about a weapon. It would be like, imagine... Imagine if the imagine if the spare rations could do this. If you could I don't know, if you could hip fire it and it would like rapid fire into a room so you could be like bam, 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 and you could like launch a bunch of spare ration shots off a wall and you might ping somebody and just absolutely decimate them. Double damage, hits them in the head of the body and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm abso. That guy just spammed his spare rations. Okay? And I was like, uh, we might want to look at that. I'm talking about the utility of shooting a wall. I'm not saying, oh no, nerf spare rations, it's too strong in a shootout. So like, we're, I'm not even talking about the gun as it functions, like as a gun in a 1v1. I'm saying this thing's utility is just absurd. Jeremy B 187 with three months, thank you. Oh, I missed some subs. Oh my gosh, these are old. Eternal Prey, did I thank you for the brand new one? Random Ninja Hero with 25 months. Epic Fail with 18 months. Fear Brawner or Broner with a brand new sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes and ad free viewing. I'm so sorry for not calling those out. <clears throat> yeah, I love this. I didn't say get good, I said play a bit better. Those statements are synonymous, meaning they mean the same thing. Uh, if utility is the issue, why wasn't Hardlight popular last season? It could do all the same things because just enough it now gets to wear two hats all right let's say they didn't do any of the changes to it and you're just shooting a wall for map control the minute you get into a shootout you're going to deal with screen shake you're going to deal with less damage because they buffed ars and those two things would have hurt it right now it gets to wear both hats it's an absolute killer in a shootout and it has a utility for map control it gets to wear both hats if they wouldn't have gotten rid of screen shake, I don't think anybody would have touched the dadgum thing because you'd have been losing all your gunfights. You'd have been like, it was obnoxious. You'd you have never been able to stand the tide against a against a a hand a hand cannon. So that's why they. It's not just got great utility now. It's also one of the best primaries to use in a shootout. It's just super easy to spray. I got so many kills the other yesterday. Just like that was sloppy mess, but it's just like it's just so easy to use it. get a better strategy the carriers are literally doing the supernatural I don't think people understand that when you have to use some of the best players as an example oh these guys can overcome how strong the weapon is you've just made my argument for me that's called imbalance a weapon with 8 million kills and you gotta play at the level of Lumi to overcome the strength of the weapon you just admitted the gun's imbalanced. You're going to the most extreme skill expression in the game and saying, that's what's required to overcome this weapon. You have unintentionally agreed that the weapon is too strong when you make that argument. Meganium is big. 
Is Hardlight's dominance part of the accessibility to anyone who's played for a good amount of time? We might be having the same conversation about other top meta picks if they were as common. Spare Mindbenders, Lunas, and Not Forgotten pre-nerf. Well, we actually did have conversations about those weapons. Spare Rations had aim assist you know, in the stratosphere. Lunas and Not Forgotten on console got around Bloom and have no in-air uh, accuracy punishment because of the, because of the, for whatever reason, precision hand cannons, you know, that archetype performs differently on console. And that's why they were so popular. Those were conversations that we did have. Now, because they were less common, they didn't disrupt the entire Crucible. You weren't going into a match and being like, Oh, 12 people and 10 of them are using Lunas and Not Forgotten. No, there'd be three or four or five people in the match using it. You know, it's pretty frustrating to play against, right? So, same thing with Mountaintop Recluse. Mountaintop Recluse was frustrating to play against. It was arguably way too strong, but its presence in the Crucible was not 10 out of 12 players. It was, you know, handful of players, maybe half the lobby, maybe. You know, usually when I was going into sixes and I was running into Mountaintop Recluse, there's like two or three people in the match running around with that nonsense, and then the rest maybe had one of them. Um, Recluse, I felt like, was more popular than Mountaintop. Mountaintop was maybe a little bit harder to get because of the double kill requirement. So. Man, you fan. Do you think the restriction on trials needing three wins to cash in tokens is not a good thing? So many relatively casual players unable to win enough are unable to get the weapons ETC. P.S. Great job on the shotcasting. Thank you. Your question literally just sparked an idea in my head that I think Bungie should consider. Um, three kills requiring you to like get a drop that week and requiring you to turn in your tokens, or, or six total wins. How about that? Right. So if just so you can turn in the tokens Uh, now this weekend was probably the worst weekend for it because all the high level teams were farming the bottom half of the the cards and making it even harder than usual to get that third win you can't deny the facts okay 60 for 65 percent less people got to the third win this weekend that's not good for the player the playlist that's not what you want to have okay now we could say that's because of the shotgun farming but i also think is there a real is there a real problem with somebody getting two wins and being like, oh, we can't get the third win, we can't get the third win, and after three cards, they got six wins, and you let them turn your tokens in? Why in the blue frick do you care about that? That's not a problem. That's allowing people to spend their tokens. That's keeping people in the playlist. You you want people in the playlist. Like, I, I think that'd be a real easy one. Satisfy one or the other get three wins and get a drop or get six total wins there's nothing nothing wrong with that make it eight wins I don't know make it a little bit higher than that like how many people are now sitting on 30, 50, 60 some odd tokens and are like great I can't do anything with these token farming isn't going to go away until they get the role that they want well it'll get harder and harder to do because your loot pool will expand and it'll be one of the more less efficient, efficient ways to farm Top tier farmers lower ending the card isn't going to change. It doesn't matter the week. It's the most effective way to farm tokens, period. It's never going away unless they greatly incentivize having cards and get rid of card-based matchmaking. I think they just need to incentivize more in the chest then, if you guys think that that's going to be a problem. Um, if week in, week out, games one through four are a sweat box because all the high-level players are like, yeah, it's just easier just to farm the bottom of the card, that's a problem. That's a significant problem. 
with six total wins what would be the loot pool if they never got the third win it would just be whatever's on the docket that week for the third win it takes them twice as long to get it right and then they're only getting it from tokens so it's like I, I don't know two wins for token dumping taking mercy cards into account maybe I, I don't know. Requiring six wins to then go turn in tokens and get, like, a drop. How many tokens are they getting a game? Isn't it, like, just a handful? Like, what, two or something? You need 20 to get one drop from Saint. Like, I don't... I don't know. I don't think people... I don't think that that's that big of a deal. It... You have to remember... What are we prioritizing? Do you want people in the player base or do you want some weird semblance of prestige with like, well, you can't get the three wins. Get the frick out of here. Are you sure you want to argue that? You sure about that? 65% less people this weekend got to win number three. Would you like 65% less people to play Trials? Do you think that's going to be good for your experience and all your prestige and... And, and Peacock's ego on this? Like, really? Is that what you want? <laughs> you want all those people to stop playing? Because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's that's going to happen. They're going to be like, this bummer. Everybody's token farming. Everybody's hanging out on the bottom half of the card. I can't get a win. I'm getting tokens. I can't get them. I'm out. Bye. And your 350,000 a weekend player base will drop to 300 and then 250 and then 200 and then 150 and you're going to be in a long matchmaking lag riddled sweat box because you didn't want people to be able to turn in their tokens I, you know well, why argue for that what's the big deal you know I was only curious about the reward no 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 not you Xbox tough guy I'm just sort of presumptively and preemptively speaking to the people that be like no you can't get a win you don't deserve loot you know cause that that's what people will say just step back power level wasn't a problem this week the loot was better this week more people are staying home because of world issues and we had a crappy total po- uh, player population well it was about the same wasn't it Eugene didn't it go up a little bit um, I would say it went up a little bit didn't it at least it felt like it went up Next question. Uh, two months from chapter 11. Thank you. Thanks for using your prime sub here. Tokyo Prince number seven says, do you think just nerfing the clip size would help rather than nerfing ricochet rounds? I already addressed this question. No. Uh, Palms. You can reload it too quickly with advanced hand, uh, auto rifle reloader. It wouldn't really hurt it at all with what it can do. It, even if you took it down to like 20 something rounds, it would still be incredibly strong. Um... Triple H popping in to say, fourth day of isolation hospital food is starting to wear on me, guys. Although those small pots of shredded cheese are quite nice, my stockpile of uh, wipes are high enough to fund my PS5 when it comes. (laughs) I hope hope you're well as, as you can be, Triple H. Palm says, do you think hard light is a great example of a meta change and an exotic actually feeling like an exotic? Although annoying, it's refreshing to use something different. I just don't think anybody, I think at this point, if you look at the stats and the numbers, I don't think you can look at those and and conclude what you're trying to conclude here. NJ Snipe with 27 months, thank you. I really, really don't think you can do that. You can't look at 8 million total kills 
and it takes three of the best shotguns in the game on Anomaly, a shotgun map. It takes three shotguns to pass it up. It's almost as good as an entire archetype of weapon. Like, I don't think you can look at that and be like, yeah, that's that's how exotic should function. Wait, what? That I don't think so. Exotics have never functioned that way in Destiny. Even at its best, I don't think Thorn was like this. Now, number one, that could have been because of the RNG nature of getting Thorn. That might have been why, but I don't think we've ever had a weapon this anomalous. I, even the Mita at its height, I don't know if it was this crazy. I don't know if it was ever this crazy when they showed the the outlier nature of the Mita back in the day. Uh, Bouncy Dragon, given the meh attitude with some, that some have exhibited toward the season's PVE content, what do you think Bungie needs to do next season to avoid a similar reaction? This is too generic. I'm just going to go to the next question, and I'm also not going to endorse the assertion that the content's meh. That's your opinion. Uh, if the, in the, the player base numbers may respond poorly to the content, but that's not because it's meh. I have other issues with the content with respect to the flow, the power level requirement for the public event, the public event not having any matchmaking, the public event being sort of repetitious. But I don't know if I'm going to endorse this idea that like the community's rejected the content and it's meh. You can't take your opinion and then project it on the community. I'm kind of tired of questions like that. You're just injecting your question with an assertion and the jab on the game and then being like, "Do you think what do you think Bungie should do in light of this?" It's like, "Well, hold on here. You snuck in your opinion as a broad claim for the community. That's not fair. You're allowed to think the content's meh." That's fine. I don't expect everybody to like the content every season, but you don't get to sneak in that opinion, act like it's the opinion of the community, and then be like, what should Bungie do about this? Like, that's not an enjoyable question to interact with. Um, Ilvanos. If the hard light ricochet rounds are nerfed or removed, do you think it should nerf the perk globally? Is there anything else that can... I don't know if there's any other weapon that can do what this is doing right now. Now, maybe if I guess if there's other art... Like, I don't know. If there's other... Uh, if there's other auto rifles that can do this maybe I don't know I just think the hard light's in a unique situation because of all the other things it's benefiting from now the auto rifle buff and the removal of screen shake has made it just a very very appealing laser beam um, 65% of players who have registered to light.gg got 3 to 5 wins this week some of this could have been a bug but we'll see the data as relevant this weekend. 65% less. That's right, 65% less. And that's just people that, that registered on LightGG. That's even a small sampling, right? Uh, is flows. How would you feel if they just added damage drop-off to the hard light? I feel like that is the main reason that the gun is so broke at the moment. It, I would just want to see some testing done because if I'm going to shoot all the way across the map or across Anomaly and you're like, oh, it's got some damage drop off. Yeah, but if it's still getting double damage off the wall, that's a problem. To me, I feel like if suddenly people realized spamming this on the wall isn't the most efficient use of my time. It's not bad if I'm chasing and trying to get, you know, anti-recovery on somebody, right? I might, I might nick them in the arm and that little, ooh, oh, I got him. Just a little bit of a ping there. Okay, that tag is going to keep them from recovering a little bit longer. Y- you still might do it, but it's not double damage. You're not going to like put somebody in an absolute state where they're, where they're a one-tap because you're spraying a wall and they're in a room kind of like trying to figure out what their next move is. Zed Master. 
Do you think stompies are broken or people overreacting? I don't have a strong opinion on that. Just Junior. Do you think that Bungie likely is working on the PS5 Xbox Series X version of D2 is taking up development time, especially as they don't have Activision Studios? I honestly don't know the answer to this question, but we know they're going to try and give you increased... I think they're going to give you increased FOV and FPS because they updated the UI settings menu to match PC. They said for future updates. Why does the settings in the, the, the why does the UI and layout of the settings menu need to match PC for a future update for any other reason than the one that I'm predicting? They're going to give you increased FOV and frame rate likely on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Now, them working on that I don't know if that's taking away from the general bandwidth of what they're working on right now. That's probably a completely different team than the teams that work on weapons or activities. So I'm going to say it's unlikely that they're like, hey, uh, you guys are typically working on seasonal content. Can you help us with the port? I I don't know. Uh, Honestly, in the current state, it's not even about making people absolute with wall shots. You get straight up easy random kills with wall shots. I mean, one of my teammates got killed yesterday and I couldn't get the res. Why? Because the guy was just holding down the button from across the way. Oh, well, make a smarter decision, Lono. Don't, Don't go for the res. Okay, where am I supposed to go? Run out of the room? Abandon the orb? Why? Oh, because someone's spamming. Oh, yeah, that's deserved. That's deserved map strength. What? Hold your ground, tuck into the corner? Oh, and wait for his teammates to collapse on me? Again, that seems really fair. What are you talking about? Like, I... It... Again, it's the utility strength that is just absurd. I don't understand how anybody can look at that that encounter and be like, no, that's fine. That That's deserved. He can hold the mutton down and shoot a wall, a a stationary target, and he can slightly step back and forth so the bullets move along the wall and cover the entire angle, like basic geometry, right? It's like, it's moving along the wall. It's like combing through the room. Is flows. Also, this really isn't about hard light. What would you say is the fastest and easiest way to power up towards 1,000? Watch a guide for that gritter 14 would it be a good idea if bounties were allowed to drop weapons like they did in destiny one for trials could that keep the player base numbers healthy for trials even if the hard light stays the same bounties and tokens are not going to change the experience if you're logging in every week in sixes iron banner or trials and you're seeing a laser light show that feels like some weird futuristic version of call of duty i think more and more people are going to stop playing i don't know I, i i think this is a threat to engagement because it it makes the it makes the the game it, it makes the game feel one dimensional, right? 1.3 million people played yesterday. 1.1 in PVE and Crucible dropped to 642. Okay? So Crucible dropped about 100,000 players. Now, that no, it's about the same, isn't it? No, that was the same. That was the same. Yeah, it was 710 the day before. It was 710 the day before. So they dropped about 50,000 players. That might make sense, right? Eh, people are like, you know, people might be like, uh, we do, I've got what I want or I'm sick of it or whatever, you know? I agree, but you seem aggressive towards opinions you don't share. You can project aggression onto me. I mean, that's fine. I guess I could project insecurity onto you and say that you just don't like someone who's confident and good at arguing and can talk fast. Do you like when somebody projects something onto you that might not be true about you? Eric R68. Could a possible solution to trials card farming be that you cannot reset the card until you complete three losses or seven wins? 
I mean, no, because I want to reset my card if I burn my mercy. If I get two games in and burn my mercy, I should be able to reset my card. This doesn't sound like a good solution at all. Um, again, I think people get too narrow on this. Don't start micromanaging and getting down into the minutiae here of like, do this, do this, add this, add that, blah, 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 blah. No, put better things in flawless. Make it undeniable that if you want to target farm something, the best thing to do is go flawless. That's exactly what Bungie should be working on right now. Whether it's this weekend or the next, like very soon, we need to see an update that says, okay, listen, we really like the token and the passage idea and the bounty idea. We really wanted to empower more players to enjoy trials. In a in a strange twist of irony, people aren't people aren't trying to go flawless. They're hanging out on the bottom half of the passage, and that's making what we hoped would happen, which was a more accessible version of trials for the player base at large. It's actually becoming less accessible, and the player in the playlist is cannibalizing itself. So, we have added X, Y, and Z reasons to go flawless. I mean, maybe just give a ridiculous amount of tokens for going flawless. That might be the easiest solution in the interim. I think they should give you some form of a weapon frame from flawless, so you could get like two or three guaranteed weapons of your choice. Like, oh, you want to farm for the shotgun? Go flawless. You can get like three or four frames. Or, just give a stupid amount of tokens, so you're like, no, I don't want to farm the bottom half of the car. Are you kidding me? That's for the kiddos. That's for the casuals. They can get those tokens. If we go flawless, we're going to get like a hundred tokens or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's the way it should feel. Set your sights on flawless. Don't get caught up in like the, oh, you can't reset it. Or if you reset it or that or blah, blah, blah. Or, or, you know, TV's idea was, you know, increasing the token earn rate, the farther up you go on the card, even TV, even true Vanguard's idea doesn't get at the heart of the issue. People would still measure the efficiency. They would say, well, I can run four guaranteed smat, like just, just steamrolls and get he, in his, in his scenario, they could steamroll four games and get 10 tokens. And then they could start to get more games five, six, and seven. But games five, six, and seven typically take longer because you're against better teams. So there's more rounds. So you're slowing down your token earn rate. You're also risking earn rate because you might lose. There's a winner and a loser every game on the back half of the card, just like on the front half of the card. So you're going to take the four easy wins. You're going to go for efficiency. So even even in his scenario, it was like, no, people are going to take the sure thing. They're going to take the path of least resistance, as they always do. It's instinctive in our nature. So it's like, no, 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 no flawless flawless should feel like a parade like oh my gosh and you're going to keep wanting to do that you need to make it undeniable what the most efficient track record like what the most efficient approach is it should be undeniable no denying flawless is the best way to go why oh dude you get so many tokens it's stupid I want to get this weapon and if we keep going flawless all weekend I'm going to be sitting on a Scrooge McDuck pile of tokens I'll have so many opportunities to get the weapon that I want right and then everybody else can be like oh this is great man the early part of the card's easier I'm getting my tokens I'm getting my I'm getting my stuff and then it's a good spectrum like people on the bottom half are enjoying it people mid lane people upper it's like a good spectrum of what you put in is what you get out I love Lona because he, when he disagrees he comes up with a very good argument I mean listen here's the thing Eric I always can respect and appreciate somebody trying to solve the problem but what I, I think we always end up doing is, is we get down into specifics we're like 
what if we change this one teeny tiny thing right here and it's like no 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 no. just zoom out on this zoom way way out and say how can we get these really good teams to want to go flawless how can we do that just put a, a great great incentive in the flawless chest not armor and a glow what on earth have you ever met the competitive players <laughs> armor and a glow what's that god roll shotgun where what triple wreck farmed for weeks for a grasp of malak did you see do you see his mind benders farm these guys will get the they'll get the scent of a god roll and they will chase it to the end of time they're not going to go flawless for a freaking armor piece and a glow and an ascendant shard it's 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 good but it's not flawless good it's like it's almost like a given well yeah if you go flawless you should get a great armor piece and a nice cosmetic glow it's like what do you want a cookie you know i take care of my kids of course you should like of course you should give them something like that that's a given what else are you doing you gotta do more than that you now have a generous you now have a generosity structural problem it's like it's better to hang out down here it's more generous <laughs> it's just token farm on the three and four games you know it's so the game is now competing with itself you now have competing interest is this is analogous to i could take bounties into a lost sector and that's super efficient really what the frick that's super divergent that's not how normal player based you know behavior should be in an action mmo people should be coming together they should be playing together they should be running strikes together well why would i do that it's more efficient to hang out down here in the lower hemisphere of engagement just bounty farm it's the same idea it's like you have you have competing interests in the structure oh this would be great people can level up how they want and play how they want oh and we brought bounties good job bungie but uh hang on a minute you made it so so generous and easy that everybody's just bounty farming in lost sectors it's the exact same scenario bungie makes a good decision oh let's do tokens and bounties and passages that are you know more accessible to the common player that'll be really good right okay but what'd you put in the lighthouse what'd you put out there um i mean an ascendant shard and you can keep running it uh you get a guaranteed drop you get an armor glow what but what else do i get and now you have competing interests like okay I could go into strikes and I could spin my wheels with bounties and kind of take time and kind of go slowly or I could come down here and it's more efficient so now and this is where I'm not going to completely like rake them over the coals on this they've made really good decisions they got to tighten up the bolts the nuts and the bolts now bounties tokens and the passages are fantastic tighten up the bolts bounties the artifact a passive leveling for the more casual player that happens every single season those are great decisions i believe those are good value points for the player however you got to tighten up these nuts and these bolts you got people living in lost sectors not even wanting to play together that's not the way the game should feel right now you have people resetting their card after three and four games because it's a more efficient way to target farm weapons because of token earn rates tighten up those bolts tighten up those nuts and bolts you got good ideas the machine is good it's just it's shaky it's got it's got some loose stuff in it needs tightened up i think the machine of trials is good i think they made some great choices but dad gummit this thing is rocky on week two it's like what on earth you guys go back and watch my trials of osiris video before it even launched i said i was like i don't know somebody might get one drop and their loot pool is going to be small, and they might just keep resetting their card and farm tokens and just keep token slamming Saint-14 knowing they're guaranteed whatever that item is. I, I, 
I didn't I didn't mean to give people that idea, but it was just like I am like, come on, man! I looked at the structure and I immediately anticipated that. I was like, wait a minute. So the loophole of saying is dictated by what drops, which means that the thing that I want drops, I could just reset my card and constantly farm tokens and turn those tokens into saint to guarantee and to and to restrict what I get dropped. It took me 60 seconds to come up with that. I looked at the structure and I was like, well, wait a minute. How did it, how did this one skate by you? Come on! I'm not even a trials guy. I'm not even a PvP guy. And I deduced this within like 60 seconds. I kind of read through it and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Well, yeah, was, uh, knowing the Destiny community and they're going to take the path of least resistance and they'll live in the lost sector for three months because that'll give them the maximized XP experience earn rate. Uh, I think people are going to just reset their cards. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that's what Bungie wanted. I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe they're like, oh, that's good. You know, we're, we're trying to feed the casuals right now. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're just kind of building the structure of trials, and then in September they're going to blow the lid off and be like, okay, now now the lighthouse has got adept weapons. Now the lighthouse has got really really prestigious rewards, and then the hope would be, you know, in the interim in the next two seasons they're building up the groundswell foundational casual base, and then the hardcores will come on top in November, you know, September. I don't know. I, I really don't. Like I it, it like I said, it took me sixty seconds to look at the structure, read the details of their blog, and be like. Folks are going to reset their cards and token farm, and that's exactly what has happened. So it's like, I I don't know how they didn't see this was going to be the result. It, I don't know. And again, it's possible. It's possible. You have so many departments working on different things. The people that worked on the passages, and the people that worked on the lighthouse, and the people that worked on the reward structure, and the people that worked on the token earn rate. I don't know if those are different teams. I don't know if it was completely compartmentalized and broken apart. That when it finally came together, they're like, "Ooh, wait a minute. Ah, uh, shoot. This is not. Ah, uh, this is gonna be. Uh, we didn't think about this because maybe there's multiple. T- if they have it compartmentalized, that might be what happened. I, I don't know." So, next question. Moroi. Do you think Hardlight is just a trend and people like to follow trends? Absolutely not. This thing is an absolute, completely busted outlier. Uh, the Small Soldiers. Easy question. What activities have challenging mechanics to where I'll have to watch a YouTube video on how to complete the activity before I start it? What activities are like that? Um, I don't understand your question. There... I mean, raids are like that if you don't feel like going in and figuring it out yourself. I don't think raids are that difficult to figure out. Plenty of people figure it out blind. There are people that never watch a video, refuse to see spoilers, refuse to watch streams, and they sort it out on their own. Um, Plenty of people do that. And so it's not required. Um, Certainly isn't required. So I would say that if, if you're wanting to do that, then do it? I don't understand this question I really don't understand the intention behind your question I'm like kind of confused by it go watch a video if you want to, you don't have to though, there's plenty of activities, you can literally watch guides for how to run the public events to how to turn the public events heroic I mean any anything, cold hard what's the reason of getting rid of trial tokens at the end of the week I went flawless last week, lost those tokens then went up to 5 wins this week just to get the fusion again with token spam no idea. I they haven't really explained it other than like it feels like maybe they're trying to create like a a surge of interest for the week. You know, it's like it's what did I what have I call it always call that rhythmic urgency or rhythmic relevancy. It's like for the weekend for the week like this is what's relevant they want you playing, they want you stacking up your tokens. Um 
that'd be my only thought you know that'd be my only thought is that's what they're going for but they haven't really spoken about it Jay Prend, do you think this is arising due to the combo of the map and the mode and Hardlight this week? Last week, Hardlight was not a massive issue. Uh, disagree. And in the mythic, uh, I'm in the mythic bracket of comp and not seeing it being a massive issue there either. Uh, your experience is anecdotal, so sorry. I'm not like rejecting your experience, but the numbers completely like shove your anecdotal evidence off the table um also last week it was an issue um the numbers were humongously slanted to the hard light uh i don't think you can look at you know 8 million kills and the next primary in line has 2 million kills i don't think you can look at that and be like well i'm not seeing it well you know i i don't know what you're doing or when you're playing or why you seem to have such a, a like a lucky streak of not running into it that again your anecdotal evidence means literally nothing in the face of basic facts about the abundance of its usage and it's the stats behind you know it's it's overwhelming saturation in the game and kill count maddie bobatty Sorry if it's already been asked, just got here. Do you think that the hard light meta will last the whole season or be nerfed mid-season? I think it needs to be nerfed very, very quickly. I think it poses a threat to trials and crucible engagement. Iron Banner will likely be the death knell. I think this week you'll see a surge in complaint uh, and maybe even uh, this will be the beginning of the, the damage to p- PvP engagement that like was on the rise uh, and then it's probably not going to get anywhere because it, it, it like this week's going to make it worse because you're going to have people come back like oh I love Iron Banner oh there's a bow to go for and um you're probably going to have to use the bow to get you're probably going to have to use bows to get the bow have fun doing that have fun doing that in the hard light meta <laughs> have, have, have fun it's it's going to be rough it's going to be it's going to be bad golden 25 don't know if you know this with trials resetting on Saturday are we going to get the same loot this Friday I have no idea they haven't said probably going to address that in the TWAB digital encore do you think the hard light catalyst should be changed I feel stability was already pretty good without the catalyst maybe taking away some of the bonus stability well I mean I addressed that with the recoil like I think the recoil needs to get maybe more extreme the longer you shoot it or as you're saying maybe lower some of the stability Um, if they don't want to take away if they, if they want to leave it have zero damage drop off, then you got to do something with recoil. Because it's like, you can't let it have both. Typically, when you give a weapon one thing, you take away another. Oh, it's high damage, but it's fire rate slower. Right? That makes sense. Really high damage, the fire rate slower. Look at, like, the shotguns in Fortnite. You had the shotgun that could just boom, boom, boom. It had lower damage. Then you had the pump. Boom. Boom. Like, lower fire rate, higher damage. That's typically how it goes. So with a hard light, you would think they would say, well, with zero damage drop-off, the thing's going to be pretty lethal at distance. We're going to mitigate some of that with uh, with some some recoil and some stability that you're going to have to wrangle with. Like, no, it gets both. It's like, wait, what? Like, that's part of the problem is some of the basic logic of weapon design is just thrown out the window on the weapon. Shooting a wall, not a target, gives you better, gives you higher damage, and... It, it 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 has like no recoil or it, at all like its stability is absurd for something that has no damage drop off again usually you trade one for the other and in this case it doesn't feel like you really trade much of anything 
what's the risk of using it other than oh you give away your position which what on earth like you don't need that information you know where everybody is it's an exotic well there's plenty of exotics in the game should they all be this lethal pole if hardlight is the most used weapon by far how is that not op i don't understand the people that think it's fine it needs nerf to keep competitive pvp balance or call it trials of hardlight well listen one of the reasons that I'm so quick to kind of shoot down argumentation and be kind of curt with folks in this discussion is because I know they're not being thoughtful about it. There are folks that get ideological and they're just anti-nerf. Anti-nerf. The hard light could be launching a tactical nuke and they'd be like, oh, take, take strategy. You, you, you got you to put the tactical nuke on the right side of the map. It's a 50-50 shot, Lono. It doesn't need nerf. Like, there are literally people that would do that. They would actually be like, they would argue to the absurd level of, like, a gun having a tactical nuke in the game because, like, they're so anti-nerf, they're so ideological that they never, ever concede. It's like they're towing the party line, right? No, man, no. No nerf, Slono. Yo, player one coffee. Guys, we're, we should have some cool, exciting stuff coming soon with Player One Coffee. You guys know I've been promoting them. I'm drinking one this morning. I think it's a Brazil or a Costa Rica. I forget. It's excellent coffee. Thanks for the sub. Um, I mean, people have done this all the time. It was like with Ikala's shotgun. It was like they were so ideological. They were so, like, they were entrenched in their position. You will, you should not nerf this weapon. You, you could throw stats. You could throw DPS stats at them all day long. You'd be like, it's a legendary weapon. It's a secondary. It's out DPSing exotic heavy weapons. And they'd be like, yeah, so? So what? I worked hard to get it. It's like, I mean, why? Okay. You know, it's like, I understand the hesitancy to ever endorse a nerf. I was that way last week. I was like, I don't know. Auto rifles are finally good. Let's just kind of wait and see what happens. Maybe because it's so accessible, everybody's using it on those early games. There's a lot of maybe casuals in mid lanes using it. I was like, I I was. I was hesitant to call for a nerf. But upon further inspection, usage, seeing it in action, playing against it, and looking at the numbers, it's like, we have to admit what's going on here. We, th- this gun is this gun is a problem <laughs> okay um and so i but people get this way man they get they get entrenched it's the same people that are like oh it's a reskin okay how many times have you run this lost sector and i had a guy get on my youtube he's like it's the principle lono it's the principle it's all oh, i'm you know it's the principle I, I they're reusing stuff and i'm having to pay for it what are you talking about they, they, it's new stuff. It's new loot. It's a new experience. It's a new mechanic, right? It, it, it's all new. That's what you're paying for. You're paying the development time that went into that. They're not like, well, we added some lighting effects. It's like, no, it's a whole new encounter because it's in the same place. You, people are like, nah, man, they should, we should never have to pay for reskins. It's like, whenever you're in, in engaging with somebody like that, like, again, like, I, I get exhausted by it. I'm like, you're not even having a discussion. You're just towing the party line, the anti-nerf party line, the anti-reskin party line. It's like you're not having a discussion. You're not having a discussion. You're just you're just defending a a soundbite position of nope, never. Nerfs are never cool. Leave it alone. It's an exotic. I uh, okay, okay, fine. Like I said, like. 
let let this go on for three months and I think people will slowly change their tune. People did that with Ikelos Shotgun. They disagree with me ardently and then the more they went into endgame content, the more they played with people on LFG and the more they ran the Last Wish raid, they were like yeah, this gun's kind of busted. <laughs> like, they slowly started to realize this is a one-dimensional, one-size-fits-all completely damage-invalidating weapon that's making, you know, exotic heavies look like a joke. Like, eventually people kind of came around and were like, yeah, this thing's a problem. Um, so, I, I guess Bungie might do that. Let people sit in this filth for a couple of weeks and then eventually you're like, okay, alright, I've had enough, you know, I, I've had enough of the spam meta. <laughs> Because it's only going to get worse. More and more people are going to... They're going to watch my video. They're going to look at the stats. They're going to talk to their friends. More and more people are going to use it. It's going to spread. It's already spreading. It's worse this week than it was last week. <laughs> so... slew foot. If Hardlight does receive a tuning, won't one other exotic auto rifles immediately take its place? Listen, I know Suros will probably see an uptick if they were to nerf Hardlight, but Suros doesn't do what Hardlight does. Suros is a great primary in a primary gunfight. With Intelligence, you can limit the efficacy of the Suros by choosing your engagement range, listening for spinning up, and evading, right? You, you, you You have to consider all of these things. So, that's fine if Suros sees an uptick because Hardlight gets nerfed. That's that's not the issue. The issue isn't, oh, it's too strong and another weapon will take its place. The issue is, it has such an unbelievable amount of utility. It has utility that no other weapon in the game has. I... I can't stress that point enough. That really is the problem. I have yet to say, the gun is too strong, nerf it. It's killing too fast, nerf it. I have consistently said, it has a utility that no other weapon in the game has. It is disrupting map flow and combat rhythm. It is more about that than, oh, it's a strong primary. My argumentation has not once centered around the fact that like, oh, it's just so absurdly strong. It just kills people too fast. It has, it has a, it has a map control passive utility that literally no other weapon in the game has. Oh, it's a, it's an exotic. Well, okay. But how many exotic perks does it need? How many exotic perks does it need? It can change its, its, its element on the fly. Oh, wow. Mama, that looks amazing. Little mini, a burger cut up into pieces with bacon on top. Mayo, A1, ketchup, and mustard. I am sorry for flexing my lunch, chat. This looks great, babe. Right in the middle of Q&A. Hopefully you're not listening to this before your lunch hour. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, anyway. Uh, she's getting creative with lunch because <laughs> we're running low on stuff. Um, so I'm like having dinner for lunch. The... Yeah, this to me, this to me is not a weapons too strong, lots of kill count. I think the lots of kill count is just the natural culmination of a weapon that is a one size fits all, lets you do tons of stuff kind of weapon. Uh, J Rig. It's not real mayo, it's just egg mayo. We have an egg allergy in the house, so just to be clear, we don't have anything in the house with egg because uh, of our daughter's egg allergy. <clears throat> Show us the burger. No, uh, J J Rig. J Rig says, "I don't know what the ricochet limit is currently, 
do you think limiting the total ricochets to two or three would help? That's not really the issue, I don't think. I think mainly it's it's the it's the it's the immediate bounce. It's the immediate bounce right off you know right off the walls. That's giving again, it's giving lots of map control. Um, I think that's main the main thing that that I'm setting my sights on again is the is the map control. Um, how strong it is, you know. Listen, I'm just going to say this because I think some people need more sense than than like a, a pea-brained bird. Like, you know the expression, have the sense that God gave a goose? They're, it's really tasteless and stupid and, and neanderthalic, okay, to compare this weapon to the coronavirus. Stop being a brain-dead drone on the internet, okay? Cancer and AIDS and this virus are killing people. You're a stupid, brainless idiot if you're going to make these jokes. And you're not welcome here if you're going to do that. And if you're going to tell my mods that it's cringe to correct you on this, well, hopefully none of your grandparents get it. Major glory. First off, I'm not trolling. What's wrong with get good? I understand that dying to the same thing can be frustrating. But what can be said about a player that runs the same play? Well, you have to understand something. The issue here, okay? The issue here is not get good. Like, I don't even think you're stepping onto the landscape of the discussion when your response is get good or play smarter, okay? Like, that is... That's not, you're not even entering the discussion. Like, I'm sitting here talking about combat rhythm, utility, map control. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this, and you're like, well, just play better. Oh, you're, you're not even, li- like, you're not even stepping onto the landscape of the discussion. You're the guy in the crowd just, like, shouting something. Like, just get good! It's like, you're not even up on the podium having a debate and a discussion with me if you're going to resort to get good or play better, Right? Now, listen, I think the first week that was people's response. Oh, just adapt. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I know I know. Uh, uh, Kenny Vaccaro, the guy who started G1. That was his big push the first week was, oh, just adapt, just adapt. I think that was a little bit easier to say on burnout. I think the impact it's having on sixes and what it did to Anomaly... I think we have to t- we have to we have to walk that back. It's not as simple as just adapting. It gives it gives way too much utility and map control. You can't listen. You being able to deny me access to a room and a vantage point by spamming from safety, like that's arguably dumb. I can't get good. I can't outplay that. Right? There's that's the issue. Now. Let's have another discussion. Suros regime, I think, is more applicable to what you're saying. If someone's like, dude, I just keep getting killed by Suros regime. The spinning up is just absurd. The time to kill is just so dumb. Okay, well, what are you doing? Are you constantly pushing in with the, 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 the lethality range of the Suros? Are you not listening for spinning up? Are you denying that person that leverage? Are you sitting further back? Like, you have all these things at your disposal that you can do to combat Suros. What am I supposed to do with somebody spamming a wall? It's like, no, you're not allowed to go in that room. That's my room from all the way across the map what am I going to do oh flank them oh they can see you on the radar they're going to do the same thing no you can't come that way like or yeah be as good as Lumi I think that mainly is the issue is is that there doesn't seem to be a lot of pivot or room for getting good um all seeing eyesore I thank you for three months thank you and AK Jedi with 25 months welcome back 
T. Michael Jr. This is not a hard light question, so skip if needed. I feel the biggest trials participation problem going forward is the sweaty teams getting flawless then farming the lower card for tokens the whole weekend. Is there anything Bungie can do to ease up on the lower skilled players? I, I, I kind of already addressed this. You're, you'll, you'll probably be satisfied with my brief answer. I basically said they should do everything they can to make going flawless the best possible course of action. That needs to be the most rewarding route even if you've already been flawless. So yeah, you might run into them here and there, but they would primarily be living on the back end of the card. Equilibrium would take place. Equilibrium is not taking place because as you said, they go flawless or maybe they're not even going flawless. They're just living on the bottom half of the card to keep their loot pool smaller. You're good. You're good. T. Michael, as a short answer because we've already kind of dealt with it. Jeffrey, should there be no radar in trials? Only showing on radar when firing a weapon a nade? Uh, they've tried this before and it's uh, it's awful. <laughs> they've tried this before and it's pretty bad um you have to understand that uh you have to understand that the psychological nature of the player base is always impacted by things so if they lower ricochet damage there should be a psychological response if you take away radar there's a psychological response people don't feel empowered to move if they don't feel empowered to move they camp play flow slows down you get corner camped like crazy it's really unfun uh, so I don't think you want to turn off radar they did try this before and it generally was disliked by a lot of people I don't think it was highly praised OP mark do you think that the maps for trials make the hard light more lethal? Double bounce damage is the killer for me. I think maps are playing a part. Sure, Anomaly really ratcheted up the frustration. Bland gamers. Do you think Revoker should be changed to not reward missing shots, but instead reward landing critical shots, refunding headshot kills? I kind of like this suggestion. I think it's pretty good. Rich get richer? Eh, I'd be okay with that. You're landing the site from far away. The player's dropping ammo that you could conceivably go get and get back. I don't know. I I like this, but I'm always like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Ammo generation is just dangerous, I think. I think ammo generation is dangerous on either end of the spectrum. This is certainly better. This is certainly better. Only rewarding on headshots. But I'm always very hesitant. Any kind of ammo generation is, I think, uh, risky. I think is risky. Um, maybe it has a chance to generate ammo on a crit kill, not a guarantee. I don't know. That might bring some RNG luck in the chamber. I don't know. I'm always super hesitant to do that. Performance bonus is a great perk. Doesn't break the economy. It's hard for snipers to get their ammo back. That's kind of why I'm okay with it. It's like, well... It's a little more sluggish. It's a little bit. It's a little bit more of a slower sniper to use. It's not as snappy as like a really good beloved. So if you're gonna run it, you're gonna. It's not quite as snappy. And if you hit those crit shots, it's a little bit harder to hit flicks with the the, the revoker. At least at least from my casting experience, it seems like a harder sniper to get those quick snapshot flick snipes. So if you're landing a crit shot, maybe it does help to say, oh, they don't have to go all the way over there to get their ammo back. Um, Certainly, this is better than just giving somebody ammo for missing, for frick's sake. Uh, but I don't know. I'm always hesitant on ammo generating. Gritter. Is the new Seraph weapons this season also had Seraph Rouse as an intrinsic perk, just like the Icolos weapons? Would that help balance out hard light? Absolutely not. Arcanus. Uh, that's just not enough, dude. You need The hard light has like eight layers of utility. That's not going to be enough to, to mitigate it. Do you think that flawless players 
should get a targeted farm as their reward to prevent top level players from farming the bottom. Yeah, I've already suggested this multiple times. The reason. Given how Bastion has been doing really well in trials lately, is it fair to say that we are always going to have something that is poised to be ready to dominate after a new patch? This is a complete mystery to the situation with Hardlight. I've dealt with this enough times already to kind of glide over your question. This is a complete and utter outlier. Probably the, the most extreme outlier we've had in the life of Destiny 2. Uh, no, no question. Some guy said, F Lumi, he's trash. Man, can we unban him? Can we check your trials card? Uh, can we check your stats? I would, I would actually really love to see how, uh, how amazing, how amazing you are. I'm kind of anxious, um, to embarrass you. Uh, OP Mark, do you think a tiered system might work better based on flawless that weekend? I've been denied six times this weekend by people who have gone flawless 10 plus times. Allowing brackets of players. I mean, oh, this is just oh, this starts to feel like skill-based matchmaking. It starts to feel like you're going to push people out of the playlist because they're like, "Well, I got, I went flawless a couple times, and now you're limiting who I can match against." And my cards get sweatier and sweatier as the weekend goes on. So the more I play and the more I win, the less fun I have. I, I don't know. I get where you're coming from. I 100% do. Listen. I think on the flip side, maybe they could do something that wouldn't be quite as painful for people who, you know, with multiple flawless, okay? If you haven't been flawless at all, and your win record's really low, if you're struggling, maybe they could kind of create a boot camp for the bottom 10 or 20% for the first three matches. I know that might not be the best approach, but... I don't think you should say, oh, you, they've gone flawless a bunch. Yeah, limit who they can match. If you're having an incredibly rough go, maybe they could kind of like shelter you a little bit on the first couple of games. But look, man, after two or three wins, you just got to buckle up. It's going to get tough. That's what Trials is all about. OP Mark. Do you think a tier system? You already said that, Lord Shax. Would a good fix for Hardlight be adding or taking stability away, making the exotic catalyst or bonus stability act? Yeah, we've already addressed this. I don't need to answer that anymore. Uh, Zed Master. What if the flawless reward would be much better rolled armor, as in like 60 plus stat distribution, and the normal ones like 50? I don't. They they haven't done stat propensities yet. We asked for this in the dungeon and we never got it. We asked for this in the Garden of Salvation raid and, and we never got it. Stat propensity is a thing that we need to see. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like they can do that. It's almost like if the armor the armor is what the armor is. So getting an armor from the dungeon because it's Dreambane armor is like, yeah, that's just the stats. I don't understand why raid armor couldn't have high stat propensity because you can't get it anywhere else, but whatever. Um, but Trials armor is touchy because eventually people are going to be able to get it from bounties and winning three and five, and so it's all one loot pool, and so they don't seem to be able to do stat propensities. I think there's other things they could do to make going flawless very appealing. We've already addressed that today. Dr. Dirtle, when it comes to balance changes for the sandbox, do you think that they need to do a general buff, say for autos, or do you think that they should have the buff apply only to legendary weapons? I don't know. I don't want to get caught up into the to, into the microcosms here. I, I think we've already addressed what needs to happen with hard light. I don't want to make like a broad thing like, oh, they should never do a, a buff that applies to all the archetypes. Like, I, how am I going to say that? I don't know what they might be doing down the road. Is the hard light spotlighting future problems for PvP when the sunsetting of weapons and introduction of stronger weapons? 
Um, no, doesn't feel related because we don't even know what they're going to do to make weapons stronger. Mind of Caligula. What is, why is it so hard for Bungie to nerf things in a small way? Uh, they nerf Recluse in a small way. They nerf Whisper in a small way. They nerf One-Eyed Mask in a small way. All those items are still viable. Uh, I think they've actually gotten better at nerfing things in a small way. I think there's evidence, there, there's evidence, you know, recently for that. So... Two more questions, and then it's reset time. Uh, often Bungie doesn't get weapon adjustments correctly the first time, either undercorrecting or overcorrecting. Your adjustment to Ricochet is good, but what do you think Bungie will look at Hardlight and do? I don't know what they're going to look at it and do. I made a suggestion, hoping that they listen to the community, hoping maybe I can sway the community to not overreact, hoping I can let people see that like we don't want to murder the weapon or auto rifles. I don't know. I'm trying to have influence. I don't. I'm not saying I do, but hopefully some hard light would be surely have been tested by Bungie. Do you think left in its current state allow lower PVP to compete? Thus keeping said players in the playlist. We've already addressed this. I feel like they definitely tried to do this. Like auto rifle here is a good weapon. Come and play the end game content. And it kind of is cannibalizing itself. It's corrupting the aim of like, Oh, it'll make the crucible more accessible. And in many respects, it's doing the opposite. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google play Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Uh, if you're here live right now, stick around. I got a top 10 trial segment on split screen. You're not going to want to miss some of these plays. Also, we're checking out the new bunker and the reset activities. Don't go anywhere. As always, to the people listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.